0: Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential.
1: SIDE was created, purpose-built, and designed to support the needs of top producing teams. That was always our mission our focus from day one. And that's because six years ago, it was really obvious to me, to my co-founders, to our early founding team, that real estate teams outperform individuals, provide a whole lot more value to the consumer. And that's why they were rising in market and in market share. They're not going anywhere. That trend is only going to intensify. I think it's for the betterment of the public good and the consumer because they're gonna get to work with, more consumers get to work with more experts. That's a great thing.
0: Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, editorial director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever changing industry. Before we begin, here's a word from our sponsor. The real estate
2: market changes every day, and these shifts are causing more confusion and fear than ever. What consumers really want is an expert who can connect the dots and explain their options simply and effectively. Keeping Current Matters is changing the way agents educate their clients by giving you trusted insights that build confidence and timely marketing content that helps you stand out from the competition. Keeping Current Matters makes it easy to be the market expert so you can spend more time on what matters most, your clients. Visit trykcm.com forward slash real trends to learn more. Welcome to the Real Trending podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, editorial director of Real Trends, and today, I'd like to welcome Guy Gal. He's the co-founder of Side, which is a white-label brokerage platform for agents and teams. So welcome, Guy.
1: Thanks for having me, as always, Tracy.
2: Yeah, I think it's been a, at least a year, probably longer than that, since we've we've talked. Um, a lot has changed in the market. Side has expanded quite a bit. So um, I want to first talk to you a little bit about um, any type of strategic moves that you're making today to really thrive in this housing market, because you don't run like a traditional brokerage, I'd say, um, you know, are you taking any steps to contain operating costs? And, you know, talk to me a little bit, bit about your focus um, into the new year.
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that question, though. The market definitely has changed, is changing. It will continue to change through 23. No one can exactly know what will happen, but you can sort of think through all the different scenarios and start to plan for it. And certainly, Sides have done that already and will continuously keep an eye on that, as we always have, even when the market is performing in a way that's more predictable. Um, But we're very fortunate. We raised a whole lot of money right before everything turned, the market turned. Uh, So, we're in this position where we can continue to serve our partners and invest in advancing our, our, our mission, which is to help more agents become their own companies and differentiate themselves as owners uh, alone in the market with our support. So uh, that's how we're looking at the market today. Yes. Let's tighten where we can. Let's make sure everything we're doing is contributing in a meaningful way to our um, agent partners and their success. Uh, and let's make sure that they're positioned to actually, take advantage of what's going to happen in the market and what's happening in the market right now. So that's the the focus for us, just twofold, right? Uh, One is to continue to grow. You know, our mission is to help more top agents and teams create and grow their own companies. So we want to make more of those. We have over 500 teams that we've now done that with. Uh, We'd like to do that another 500 times in the next year or so. And then we also, of course, want to give our existing partners support guidance, the tools that they need to take advantage of a market that's behaving a lot differently than it ever has before. So that's the the two singular things that I'm really focused on and the team is focused on. But we're feeling optimistic and confident, even with the turbulence in market, it's going to present a lot of opportunity.
2: So can you be a little more specific as far as um, your growth and you know what your what your focus is in expansion?
1: Yes, yeah, so you know with changing um, markets. So for, let me give you some perspective on how we think about uh, things outside, right? So uh, going into this new year because we don't know for sure, but maybe anticipate that there will be some correction to housing prices and they might decline in certain markets our effort all of a sudden when it comes to establishing new partnerships with top producing agents and teams is going to shift to higher price point markets where the impact of downward pressure on prices isn't going to be felt as much on sides bottom line. So it does mean that for the next 12 months or so as we work through this cycle, we're going to have more of a bias towards working with and partnering with agents in markets where average price points are over half a million dollars, as opposed to markets where average price points are below. And that's how companies like ours can mitigate for the risk. And it does come with some compromise because our mission is very inclusive. We wanna help as many agents that are high volume become companies, even if they are serving at lower price points. And a lot of our partners today do serve at lower price points. The clients there are just as important, right? Those agents, what they do is as valuable. But unfortunately, as a business, you've got to take a different perspective on that and um, compromise a little bit and, and know that you're doing so. But, you know, come back to it later when you can.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the future of teams. Obviously, more brokerages are embracing this team model, and you you built your company around not just serving agents, but teams as well. So where do you see some of the the challenges moving forward um, or opportunities for the team model?
1: I think, uh, you know, SIDE was created uh, and is purpose-built and designed to support the needs of top producing teams. That was always our mission, our focus from day one. And that's because six years ago, we could see where the where everything was heading. We It was really obvious to me, to my co-founders, to our early founding team, that real estate teams outperform individuals, provide a whole lot more value to the consumer. And that's why they were rising um, in market and in market share. Today, last year in California, teams accounted for 40% of the sales. So that's not they're not going anywhere. That trend is only going to intensify. I think it's for the betterment of the public good and the consumer because they're going to get to work with more consumers, get to work with more experts. That's a great thing. Um, Side's going to continue helping those teams differentiate themselves, take ownership of the companies they run but don't actually own today because of the traditional brokerage affiliation that gets in the way of that um, and look to accelerate a trend that's going to play out regardless, but have a hand in investing behind making it become a reality faster. So we're all for it. We think teams will always outperform individuals. They already are proving to do just that. And it is ultimately in the best interest of the consumer, even if it's not in the best interest of the traditional brokerage who now don't really have a choice, right? After years of ignoring teams and then, Ridiculing teams and then fighting teams. Now they're like, okay, teams, we'll get out of your way just so you continue to affiliate here because we need the halo effect of your name next to our brand. Um, but that's great. It's great to see that agents have been able to move the goalposts and uh, take more ownership and more control. And we just want to see that go all the way in their direction, no compromise.
2: Yeah, and um, Real Trends did a study on team profitability, and and I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but we proved it through the data that teams are much more profitable than brokerages, um, mainly because of their lead generation. So, and, and what is Side doing um, in that respect for the teams and agents that you serve?
1: Well, the teams and agents that we serve already are best in class at distribution at mm-hmm. lead generation. That. When, when we partner with someone, they've already figured that out, that we have the great privilege of having those skills, that that ability, that, like, that value, those ingredients come to the table from the agent and the team and the partner. Now, certainly we'll help them get more out of that and put it on steroids, if you will, streamline it, organize it. Uh, We do that through our business management practice. Uh, You know, we have deep insight into what 500 boutique companies are doing on our platform that used to be just teams that are now, you know, companies. That's a big best practice share. So we inject that across the whole community and network, and it's really valuable. But that wouldn't be possible if they didn't already have all of the necessary ingredients. We're just adding water. We're adding sun. Uh, but they already know what they're doing when it comes to that. What we help them do is differentiate, is stand apart, so that at the point of conversion they can close more. Because our position is that you're going to instill more confidence and win more business as an owner than as a contractor. And structuring you in this way, not just as a team, but as a owner of a boutique, is a good is going to have an outsized impact on how you convert all your opportunities. So you already know how to get in front of clients. You're doing that pretty well. Let us make sure that every time you see them, they're going to be compelled and want to work with you and your company. That's where we very much uh, focus what we do.
2: Okay. Okay. And I want to, you know, you see, you know, you, like you said, you have a lot of data around the teams that you serve. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some trends that you're seeing. Um, Do you see teams growing? Do you see teams, um, you know, maybe smaller teams who are, who are much, are more focused and concentrated? Are they focusing on any new niches or Really focusing on per agent productivity within the team. Um, what are you seeing as far as some of the trends over the you know past several months, year?
1: You know, interestingly, when you deal in the, at, the, at the scale that we do now, and you have over five hundred companies that operate on our brokerage platform, and a hundred more going live, and so forth and so on. You'll see some broad themes, but you won't see – but there's going to be a great deal of variance. Yeah. And that's because it's – different markets are presenting different opportunities. There are some markets in which uh, you have to – as as a team leader, as a boutique company owner, right, now is the rise of boutique. As boutiques start to rise again, where you have to be more cost conscious because maybe the price point is lower and the contraction is deeper – Uh, because there isn't as much high-value net worth individuals living. Whatever the case might be, you're going to have to take a different approach to that. And if you're living in a market where people are all cash buyers and the interest rate doesn't matter to them at all whatsoever, it's always limited in inventory like maybe um, Malibu, Mm -hmm. you're going to take a very different approach there as well. We see a mixed bag. But I'll tell you the the three big things that everyone right now – has in common, uh, and I think the big thematics, I think, are super important. Um, so whether smaller teams or larger teams, they're all producing at a very high level, even with the market contraction. They're over-indexing the contraction. Uh, and that makes sense because if you think about it nationally, at any given year, 60 to 70% of deals are done by part-timers. And a lot of those folks come out of the industry in times like this and are no longer producing. Houses don't sell themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's a lot, even though the market's contracting, there's, there are less agents that are in the game. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are in the game are the full timers. And so they tend to over index even the market, even though it's contracting. We're seeing a whole lot of that, which is super encouraging and frankly, not surprising. They're incredibly growth minded. So, you know, for opportunity in crisis,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, Yep. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to so many of our agent partners recently and my expectation always for some reason and thats that is that they're going to have some anxiety you know, about what's happening out there and the lack of visibility and um, all the speculation and whatnot. But it's so encouraging because they come at it with a great deal of optimism instead and say, hey, this is actually a great time for me to grow my team. Uh, it's a great opportunity for me to lean in and invest because last time something like this happened is when I actually became a top producer by staying in the game. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing uh, an orientation towards growth-mindedness. But it is true to say that there's a big renewed focus on productivity, and there should be. In an expanding market like we've had in the last couple of years, you invest in in opportunity. You invest in being ready for opportunity. Uh, But when things start to contract, you really have to make sure that every single investment you're making is – making a meaningful contribution to your ability to be successful long-term. And that's how you see companies across the spectrum today, given the economy is contracting, sizing down um, in the way that they have been. So our our partners are definitely thinking, how do we accomplish more with less? What are the must-have things that we need to have? And what are the nice-to-haves that we can do with that right now? And that's good. That's good hygiene.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And that, um, you know, I've heard from uh, the brokerage perspective that there's a huge focus on productivity right now as well. So, um, you know, it's a it's definitely across the board. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about the commission lawsuits. I don't really hear a ton about them, um, but the Sitzer case is going to court in February. So um I want, you know, worst case scenario, according to consultant Rob Hahn, he said brokerages lose 30 to 40% of their business. Because of your model, you're a little better positioned, um, but teams are also better positioned. Um, so, t- you know, for a worst case scenario, so what are your thoughts on on what's happening and, and um, moving forward, worst case?
1: I am by no means an expert on this. And I do believe that in Many ways, it's out of our hands. What's going to happen will happen, and let's see how it plays out, and be prepared to react to it, and do our best to anticipate uh, what may actually go down. But if I will, you know, if I am to share an unqualified view here, I think it's really unlikely that buy and sell commissions are decoupled. I think if they, uh, and and I say that because it'll have such a massive impact on one of the country's largest industries. And that would be an unprecedented thing that the government's never done before. Uh, You cannot reference another time in history where anything like that would have ever happened. So for this to be the first time in history for it to happen, maybe. I'm a little skeptical, but what do I know? I will say, though, that even if it does happen, I somewhat resent the implication that buyers will no longer want to work with agents. Um, I think that is contemptuous. Uh, I think that a great buyer's agent makes um, generates way more value than what they actually capture from the work that they do and from the commission that they charge. Uh, I do think it's fair to say that there are a lot of buyer's agents or agents in general that don't create more value than they capture. Um, we can talk about that in just a, a little bit because in my humble opinion, that's the real risk in the industry. Uh, but uh, I am of the mind that if it There is a decoupling that consumers, buyers will continue to opt in to pay for their service because they don't want to be solely responsible for handling it all on their own. And I don't believe that most buyers will believe that the listing agent will have their best interest at heart when they're trying to get top dollar for the listing. Uh, uh, But I will say that teams are super well positioned to benefit from something like this uh, because, they are, uh, you know, control so many listings. They ultimately control the buy side of those listings too, and they can bundle those things together, those services together. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I will, if I may, Tracy, I think the reason we don't hear about a lot, a lot about this is because it's, you know, it's a lawsuit and with with plaintiffs that are sort of insisting on carrying it forward. But I don't believe many people think it's a super big risk. And it could be a black swan in that respect. We don't see it coming, even though it's right there. But I'll tell you what the real black swan is, like what the thing that truly hollows out and puts the industry at risk the most. And I've talked about this forever, you may recall. But uh, it's not the way buy-side commissions are structured. It's buyers are working with someone that isn't very experienced, they're not getting the value. That's the problem, right? When seven out of 10 buyers agent that a consumer, a buyer is going to work with are doing one or two or three deals a year. They're not going to deliver, uh, the kind of experience and the kind of outcome that that buyer requires to justify the transaction at all, let alone any amount of commission income. Um, but when you look and you talk to buyers who work with highly experienced agents, the narrative is entirely different. They, they, they try to tip these agents more money. Like they're, For the most part, it's a highly satisfying experience where they feel like the value um, was actually delivered and exceeded what they paid. But that is not the majority or the common experience in real estate today. The uh, seventy percent of the time, someone is working with a part timer.
2: Yeah, that's been. I've been in the business for uh, thirty years now, and the part time, um, you know, argument has been going on for that entire time. So, so yeah.
1: And and, but but this is like this is, and it's also something that the industry hates talking about because. The the people that control the industry, right? The largest companies in the industry, mm-hmm. this is how they make their money. Yeah. This is the principal way in which traditional brokerages generate profits, well, revenues.
2: Flat fee. The more low cost flat fee rely on the volume of agents. So, part time or not, they, they want them. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the quantity really matters. But think about. It, even in terms of transaction uh, of how like the tr- of how transaction incentives work if you're a traditional brokerage you rather have a thousand agents at one transaction each year because they're going to pay you 50 percent on that deal than have a hundred agents that do 10 deals each year that are going to pay you 25 percent on that deal on those deals you're going to make double the money on the same transactions if they're more distributed and that's why the traditional brokerage model is built the way that it is. It was never designed to serve top producing agents or teams. They didn't exist when the model was created in the first place. It was all casual, right? It was all part time types. That's so how the industry really started. And then professionals emerged from that uh, and went from there. And now, of course, we're in this golden age of professionalism and entrepreneurship within the industry. And I'm just really grateful and glad that Side gets to play a role in enabling that and pushing that forward. I believe that if side did not exist that all these traditional brokerages would not have adopted friendly friendlier team positions the way that they have as quickly as they did because they had to to try to hold on to all of these agents that were no longer fitting into the traditional brokerage mold.
0: Yeah. They had yeah. to start
1: yeah letting it letting it give a little bit.
2: Well, I'm, I'm also hearing more of the experienced um, buyers agents turning to buyer representation agreements. Um, you know, where where they're actually having a buyer sign an agreement to work exclusively with them and, and promising them a certain level of expertise in their, um in their search for a home. So that's definitely uh, something that you know the industry. There's been a couple of brokerages that have tried it before, and then they. You know, they had some success with it, with the buyer representation agreements, and then they've got focused on other things and it became less of a, a push to have all of their buyer agents do this. But um I'm definitely seeing that come back. Yeah. So
1: you know, with any new with anything like with any particular thing, there are always pros and cons, and there are ways to use buyer representation agreements effectively. Um there's a reason I think why historically it's been it hasn't been encouraged in the industry and 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 it goes back to my previous point is because a lot of people are going to be way better at selling you on selling a buyer's agreement than they will at servicing your needs (laughs) after the fact right um and to tie up buyers on like 90-day agreements when maybe that agent doesn't really know what they're doing and isn't effective it can really complicate things um but I'm all for experienced teams doing just that because their time is really valuable. So it's a fine line to draw, no question. Uh, site doesn't have a official position on it, but I always love to see people innovate and get creative.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'll be interested in seeing some of the new business models that are that will come out of uh, this market and uh, and moving forward. So that'll be definitely interesting to see.
1: Yeah, I think we can expect a lot more buy side innovation because that's where there's going to be a constraint in this market. Right, the last market, most of the things that were built were for listers, were for listings and for sellers because that's where the constraint was. Um, showing time being a great example things like that right uh, but I think uh this next uh wave of uh, real estate point solutions um, and prop tech applications will likely focus more on on buy sites uh on, on like buy side support
2: yeah you got anything coming up like that
1: uh no not in particular uh you know for us the interfa- the killer application for side is are the actual agents they're the interface Right. They, they, they're, they're who interface with uh, the consumer, the client, the buyer, the seller, the renter, and do so in this amazing way that is uh, transformative uh, and confidence instilling and value creating for the client. And we are just there looking to uh, make it possible for them to do that in a way where they are owners, not contractors, where they're highly differentiated and stand apart from the rest of the market. So they are signal, not noise and where they don't have to worry about day-to-day operations uh, or anything transaction-related because we're taking all that all off their plate and letting them focus on what they do best, right? like the hospitality, the service, the sales, the lead generation, uh, those things. So for us, the focus is to continue improving our proprietary application, which streamlines the contract to close process and you know, today's side pays out nearly 80% of escrows same day as closing instantly, uh, which is sort of unheard of thing in the industry. That's a byproduct of our proprietary platform. Uh, so we're going to continue to improve that. We want to get that to 100%. Uh, that's what the focus is, driving more efficiency for the agents so they have more time to spend in market and in service and in sales. Uh, and uh, doing that now in more places, right? we're 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 continuing to expand nationally.
2: So my last question is just where do you see the most opportunity in the next six months for um the agents and teams with your model?
1: Yeah, there's opportunities for everyone in my opinion. I think if you're a team, uh, your opportunity right now is to grow by adding agents who maybe in the last two years were working by themselves, putting up five million, ten million, fifteen million a year. Who in this market are going to need more support uh, than they did in a hot market to continue to grow and to learn? Uh, that's a great opportunity for teams to um, continue to make a uh, to have a larger presence in their markets. Um, of course, solo agents, your opportunity is uh, to become part of a team, or if you have enough volume yourself and the ambition and aspiration to start one. Uh, because again, a team is always gonna outperform one individual person, uh, provide you know provided it's functional and aligned and working towards the same goals. But I will say this, I think to the degree that this market is a great chance to grow, uh, everyone that's in that position is going to try to. And then really the ultimate the, the thing that ultimately will determine who is most successful is how well you're able to differentiate yourself. Um consumers, clients, buyers, sellers, they don't necessarily understand that not every agent is the same, right They might get pitched by four different agents from the same exact brokerage on this on their listing and not understand why that brokerage is sending so many people from the same company. They lump them in all because they don't they're not industry people they don't understand the nuance of how this all works. They don't understand that at all. So you will have these situations where they'll end up working with a less experienced person because it's from the same company as the experienced one, but it's going to be a lower commission because that agent is willing to compromise. The only way for agents to fix that is to differentiate themselves away from that monolith brand that everybody else shares. That's why so many agents form teams in the first place. I think the opportunity in this market is to really lean lean into that uh, is to stand apart and not look like one more of the same, because in a market like this, if you look like other, if if you're look like others, if you don't have meaningful differentiation, you're going to see that show up in your ability to command full commission. So there's a risk of commoditization. If you're an agent today in this current market, if you lean into the big brokerage brand, you're going to see that affect your ability to command commission rates, higher commission rates. If you lean more into your own, you're going to see that translate into the ability to capture a higher higher interest rate because you're standing apart and being perceived as higher value, which you truly actually are. So that is the biggest thing I'd say you can do now in this market is figure out a way to stand out from the pack. Uh, obviously, site has its bias. We help people do that by forming their own company from scratch.
2: Yeah. Well, Guy, thank you so much for joining the Real Trending podcast. It's always a pleasure. And I love your interesting insights in the industry and and with teams. So thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.